Can you run a big business and still have a great lifestyle where you enjoy doing everything you want to do, including spending time with your family? Well, our guest today is going to help you enable the lifestyle you deserve from the business you've always wanted. That's right. We have someone with us today who's grown a big business, multiple businesses, and still manages to spend lots of time with his family, lots of time doing things that he loves. Join me to listen to this best of show. This is an interview I did with Adam Hergenthaler, and you're going to enjoy it on this episode of The Inside BS Show. I am Dave Lorenzo, your host, and today we have something very special for you. We have someone as our guest today who has been able to build a business, and it's a big business, it, actually multiple businesses that enable his lifestyle. And he's not only someone who has done this for selfish purposes, he also runs his own foundation, and his company is one of the best places to work in the entire state of Vermont. So let me introduce you to Adam, I wanna make sure I get this right now, Adam Hergenrother, right? I got it right. Yes. Adam Hergenrother, who is the guy to know in real estate in Vermont and one of the people you need to know if you work in real estate anywhere, he can help you take your real estate business to the next level, but he's gonna teach us today about how he uses his business to enable his lifestyle. Let me just give you just the highlights of his bio because if I read the whole thing, we take up half of the show. <laughs> He's the founder and CEO of Adam Hergenrother Companies, which includes Keller Williams Vermont, Hergenrother Realty, BlackRock Construction, Adam Hergenrother Training, and the Adam Hergenrother Foundation. In less than 10 years, Adam's built this rapidly growing company through his commitment to thinking big and never giving up. He's fearless and purposeful. He's unconventional and systematic. I told you his company is one of the best places to work in the state of Vermont. He's been in the Wall Street Journal and BlackRock Construction has made Inc. Magazine's 5,000 list, which is one of the 5,000 fastest growing companies in America. We're going to learn a lot today about how your business should enable your lifestyle. Adam, thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Dave, thanks so much. Excited to be here and to serve your audience. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you for all that you do. I know how much time and energy it goes into putting these shows on. And uh, I'm not sure everyone appreciates all that you do to help change the lives of the people that are listening. So I just want to thank you. Well, thanks, Adam. I appreciate that. Let's get started by having you tell us. So you got three kids. You're, uh, you're dedicated to your family. You're also an incredible athlete. You do Ironmans. You work out every day. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your day. Take me through the average day. How do you get it all in? Yeah, I love it. I love to jump right in. So we all have 24 hours in a day, right, Dave? So time isn't the cheat as to why people become more successful. I like to think it is, but it's not. It's not like something that you can buy more of. We all have 24 hours. It's the ability to maximize each moment that you have. So for me, it's also discipline equals freedom. It's very, very structured. It's actually very boring in terms of what my day looks like. So each day I wake up between 3 and 4 a.m. depending on the volume of training I have that day. The first thing that I do when I wake up is I meditate for 20 minutes. I use what's called transcendental meditation. So I meditate for 20 minutes. Then I get into a series of journaling. Um, the first journal is just that I'm grateful for, and it's usually about 100 things on there, wind, weather, just, just to get me out of a state, just to make sure that I'm going there. 
Then I have, I have, a, I have a journal for each one of my kids, Dave. Um, and wow. maybe some people experience this, or maybe I'm the only one. Sometimes I have trouble staying in the moment with my kids, and I don't want to miss that. Um, so the day before, if I know that I'm journaling about them and I try to snap a photo and bring it in, I use Evernote, makes it very easy with an iMac. And, um, I, I try to find something the day before that pulls me into the moment so that I can share a story about them, something they said, something I never saw before. So I'm very purposeful in that time the night before. So I journal about each one of them. The other thing is my kids are seven, five, and two. Maybe my seven year old knows who I am. But I guarantee you, my five and two-year-old probably—if I died today, they wouldn't—they don't know how I feel about them and some of the intangible assets that I want to pass on. So in this journal, I'm constantly—I just want to make sure that they know that in case something happened to me. So and then I get into a journal about my wife, which something I'm grateful for for her, which sometimes can take longer than other days, but um, <laughs> I want to make sure that we're in there. And then I get into uh, exercise, which um, I train in Ironman. So for the most part, it's somewhere between two to three hours most days. Some days are longer. Two days are real long. So then I jump into that. And while I'm doing that, I'm, then I'm jumping into audibles. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to some. I'm killing a couple birds with, with one stone there. And then I'm usually done um, somewhere around 730 or so. And I spend a few minutes with my family. And then I'm at the office by 830. My day is structured so that at 830 to 1130, I have a block. And my EA or chief of staff knows that they can put stuff in that block of time. And from 1130 to 1:30 is a block off time, which nothing goes in there. So I meditate again. I also am very purposeful on what I eat. So I eat and make sure that I have a meeting then. Let me check some emails. I may walk around my office to get a tone for how people are feeling, dealing with stuff like that. Then from 1:30 to 4:30 is another block of time. And at 4:30 it ends. And I, I have that structure of four days a week. And it's funny about time, Dave, is that. About three, two and a half years ago now, when I started doing Ironmans, I was working a five-day a week, and then I, and I started realizing I had one day that I had to exercise for about four to six hours. And so I said, hey, Amy, just start blocking off my Friday. And, she, and I said, next week, I need to train there. And then next week happened. She goes, why don't I just start blocking every Friday off for you? So what this did was it was a great gift because then it made me force to figure out which appointments – yeah. were the most important yeah. so I could structure my day in four days. And what I realized was like, oh my God, I actually didn't even need this other day. And we just, we're all wasteful time. So if I can give somebody a tactic that kind of helps you sell more or be more or do more is to go back to your appointments that you have now. And we have this kind of impression that everything needs to be 30 minutes, an hour. I don't know where those time came from. They made these round numbers, but most appointments can be cut in 50%. So if you have 10 hours of appointments a week standing, go drop all of those to five hours. Look, you can yeah. always add it back. But just go sure. literally drop every one and you figure out it's amazing how much you can do. So pause there for a second. No, that's fantastic. So I want to talk about TM for a minute because I practice TM too. I have for, for four years and I, I want to talk to you about, we could probably do a whole show on this, so I, I don't want to take up a ton of time, but it's really important for me. I try to tell my clients all the time about the importance of meditation, and I don't push one method of meditation over another on them. I found that TM is, it works for me. I tried mindfulness and I, you know, TM is the best opportunity for me to do it because of the, because it's twice a day and it's 20 minutes and it's right when you first wake up before everything gets crazy. What got you into TM in the first place and how do you find that makes you more focused throughout the rest of the day? Awesome. Um, and congratulations for doing it. It's been a life changer for me. So when I was, make a long story short, when I was 27 years old, I, um, I had this number in my head, Dave, that was once I, once I netted $500,000, I was going to be this different person, right? I was going to change. I was going to feel a certain way, right? 
And so when I was 27, I did. I remember having this conversation. I walked into my mom. My mom's this person who cares nothing about money. And I'm like, mom, I made $500,000 this year. I'm 27 in Vermont. Like, this is really cool. And she's like, oh, that's cool. And like, and we moved on. And I was like, man, people don't give a shit. And nobody cares. Nobody actually cares. And I was like, and I, and I wasn't know if I was expecting like Santa Claus to come down and give me something when I did this. I don't know. I just wrapped yeah. my whole head around that. You're still, you're still the same person. Yeah, you are. It's not like all of a sudden like the sun changes direction. Yeah. You, right. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs get caught in this trap. And so I, and I actually got depressed. I got really depressed because I was like, man, if money isn't going to give me this feeling, then what is the point of life? And I understand how people get really depressed. In this. So then I started going on this kind of spiritual journey. I don't mean spiritual like I'm sitting on some cliff mm-hmm. you know, reciting poems with smoke coming out of a fire. I mean that there's like an omnipresence that's something more than you. And so that's kind of when I started going on a whole spiritual journey, if you will. And I'm not hanging a shingle like I'm a spiritual dude. I just I went on to something that's more than me and I found TM. Um, and TM was kind of the first catalyst to start realizing like, hey, there's a deeper truth in all this. There's a lot more here than, than, than I realized, and it's definitely not about Adam. <laughs> There's 700 quadrillion moments that are happening every single day, and my consciousness is shining a, a light on just one fraction of a moment, and I should be honoring the moment that's in front of me. And I think the highest place any human being can be in a business or in their life is to raise up the moment that's in front of them. And if you can do that and you're living with that attitude, I don't care what level you're playing at, if you do that with that intention, you're living the highest life that you can live right now. And so I, I, I brought this into my life and what TM has ultimately taught me was I believe clarity equals speed, right? Not just power. Clarity equals speed. And so let me give you this example. Before TM, if you picture like you're in one end zone, you're trying to get to the next end zone and there's in the football field, there's all these elephants and every elephant's touching. And so people wake up and they start one part of the end zone and within minutes, it's like they're trying to get to the other end. They hit one elephant they all erupt. That's the stress that's coming from you. Just erupt, right? You literally can't even take a step. Somebody cuts you off in the car and you're getting pissed off and you're telling everybody how pissed off you are. Man, you can't deal with problems in the car in front of you that's going five miles an hour is making you angry. You're not going to solve any problems that way. So what TM has done is allowed you to realize that you can start removing the elephants so that as days go on, you get to the 10-yard line in the 20-yard line, in the 30-yard line. And then ultimately, you can get to a place where all the events are unfolding in front of you, i.e. all the 99 problems that have shown up since 3 o'clock this morning, and they don't affect who you are. So you, right. you maintain this well-being, the state of well-being, so you have clarity to bring to your leaders. You have clarity to bring to your family. You have clarity to solve the problems and be able to triangulate information so that you can build the biggest business possible. That's terrific. I love it. If those of you listening are interested in transcendental meditation, there are dozens of videos you can find on YouTube. You can find a ton of people who you recognize talking about it and what it's done to them. It is one of the easiest things you will ever learn to do. And it is an investment you make in yourself 20 minutes, twice a day. I recommend it to all my clients. And I'll tell you, it is, uh, it's, it's something that if nothing else, just taking 20 minutes twice a day for yourself will keep you from going crazy. So uh, Adam, talk to me, talk to me about your hatred for mediocrity. In the, in the pre-show interview, you, uh, you wrote down that mediocrity is, I mean, you can't stand mediocrity. So tell me about why you're on this mission to eradicate mediocrity from the lives of everybody you know. 
Well, part of it is, is because for about first 16 years of my life, I lived in mediocrity. I was 100 pounds overweight. I was in the, as a freshman in high school, I really started getting the drugs. I was failing classes, right, Dave? I was that kind of role model student you wanted your, your kid to hang out with. And yeah. so during that time, I literally was like, I would lie, I would exaggerate, I would try to be somebody else. And I think living in mediocrity is living somebody else's life. That's my definition of it, right? It's okay. like living and engineering your own life. And so as a freshman, I, I realized this and I came home one day and I started crying and I realized like, oh my God, what's my life doing? Where am I going? And I made a decision that I was no longer going to live this life. I was going to live my life at this point in time. And until you make that decision, you don't realize how much pain you're living in and how, how you live in this just disturbance in your head and just, it just, it's not a good place to be. And so once you get free of that, then you can walk around and you start seeing everyone who's living in this mediocrity or living somebody else's life or not being true to who they are who they are and they get caught up in this and they end up trying to be somebody else. So part of me is, is, is when I look at why people are with Adam Hergen and their companies, it's because we push them on all aspects of levels. We push them to, we have 18% of our company doing TM now, right? We push people to do their first 5k to start Ironmans, to go to a yoga class, whatever it is that's forcing them to do it. Then we look in terms of like what their time is, what's their relationship with their kids and their, their partners. So you, when I look at mediocrity, it's just living and just being, it's just, you just, there's nothing that's, you're not engineering anything, frankly. And like I said before, you're not raising up the moment that's in front of you. You're not taking, you're, you're, you're taking for granted that the universe is unfolding this moment that you get to lift up, that you get to, it's in front of you, do something, act, build it up, explore. I'm not saying you renounce life this way. I'm saying you go out and you engineer your life with excitement and joy to raise it up in the business field and the teaching field doesn't matter what you're doing. So that's what mediocrity means and why I'm so passionate about getting people out of that is because if you've lived it and you understand the pain, then you understand the other side of this, of what people can get to. Even if they take a step, I don't care where they're practicing. If they have to take their first book, then I honor that person for making a step to learn about their self-awareness, about growing out of that. And if we can just get, if the world is, by the way, which is happening, the world's awakening. I mean, look, you and I are talking about TM. 10 years ago, that wouldn't have happened, right? Yeah, the world's right. awakening to this conversation. And I think it's in what you're doing, Dave, to help facilitate that message to get out to people, to make some change in their lives. So they no longer live in mediocrity and they can go ripple that effect out of their families. It's awesome. All right. So tell me about um, the, the holistic approach you take to your life and the, I guess the holistic approach you take to your company because 18% of your folks are doing TM. You said that you encourage people to, uh, to get into fitness and, and wellness and stuff. You prioritize now, it, it's interesting, you prioritize fitness before, uh, almost before everything else. What is that? Um, why do you do that? And why is it part of the fabric of your company? And what is it meant to you and to the growth of your company? Love it. Well, it's, it's a staple in my life because every day you have the opportunity to create self-mastery. And self-mastery is overcoming that voice inside your head that says no. So people think that I exercise a lot, that I love exercise. I actually hate exercise. What I like though, is I like when I wake up, even I built these habits of exercising so much, my mind goes, you don't need to exercise. You can take today off. You don't feel like good. And I get to go, no, actually I'm not. I don't want to be a slave to my moods and my passions. Therefore, I put discipline in my life. And, and exercise becomes the first staple of doing that. You wake up. By the way, does it take willpower and, and discipline to do TM every morning, right? Or in the middle of the day, there's a lot. I know how busy you are. Just to stop and do that takes a lot of energy. So it's the fact that if you create more mental fitness, and as you start building your emotional fitness, 
that then leaks into other aspects of your life. And that becomes an asset to a business owner, to a CEO, to somebody trying to, to, to build because they know, they look every day there's going to be a ton of challenges that show up. And if you're not in a place to be able to handle those challenges, it's going to break 95% of people. So then you go, okay, well, how do I, how do I train myself so that I'm more capable of being in a position to handle the problem that shows up? And it starts for me with physical fitness because I get to get that mental victory. And I forget that you feel great, right? And I love to eat too. Is that a side note? Like I love to eat. So I love to eat a lot. <laughs> so and then in the same thing with TM, right? All of these things coupled by building yourself up gives you the fortitude to be able to push through and understanding that we are all, in my opinion, just a spiritual being having a physical experience. And if that's truly the case, wouldn't you want all the experiences to show up in your life? A rattlesnake is different than a butterfly experience but they all shape who we are. So if we start applying that to our life and understanding that business is truly a conduit for our personal growth, we actually start going out there and craving all of the experiences so it forces us to grow. Right? I always joke, in business, nobody would go sign up for a lawsuit, right? Nobody would go right. sign up for somebody to go on the busiest day for your team to walk out on you. But guess what? When you're forced to put yourself in those situations and you can handle it, Knowing that they're not personal, you can go out there and just and you just tackle this stuff, and that is that is the food for the soul. Yeah, I love what you said right there, and that's one of the reasons why I have my kids are almost uh, similar age to yours. I have a I have a ten year old and a seven year old, and we we have a rule in our house for every hour they spend watching television, they have to spend an hour either doing some sort of exercise or reading a book. Love that. And my son is uh, he's a martial artist. He practices jujitsu and kempo karate six days a week. And one of the reasons why we wanted him to get into martial arts was to test himself physically because if he's getting into a ring with people who are trained to take his head off three days a week, he knows he can handle just about anything that life can throw at him. And he started doing it when he was seven and he's well-adjusted, confident kid who, you know, he has normal kid fears, but he's never going to have to worry about how to handle himself physically in any in any situation, and that has the it's just been incredible how that has bled over into his ability to speak in front of a group, his ability to take on more challenging schoolwork, doing more advanced math because he feels like he's in control now I came to that realization much later in life through through business. Nobody said to me, hey, listen, if you learn to do this, it'll bleed over into other areas of your life. But once I realized that the confidence from one area of my life was transferable to another, I wanted to give that gift to my kids. And I think we have the ability to do that. That's one of the reasons why I do this. We have the ability to do that to people who are out there right now when they realize, look, if you're great in one aspect of your life, you have the ability to transfer that effort and that learning and that skill into another area of your life if you just apply it. Do you agree? 100%. That's a beautiful story. I'm so passionate about the fact that you do that with your kids. So tell me, I, I want to, we have, we have just a couple minutes left and I want you to tell us all about going from being on your own, right? A solo real estate, I guess, broker agent yeah. out there hustling, getting listings, uh, you know, selling homes and that sort of thing to building your empire. When you decided, did you decide to make that transition or was it just the path that you went down? How did that happen? You know, I really wish I could say that I had this very clear image of exactly what was going to happen. I just, I just knew that every time I, I got into the ring, I wanted more. 
I wanted more growth. And I wanted it because of the experience that the growth gave me. You know, somebody asked me, I was, this, I was teaching a course, and somebody asked me, he said, why do you keep doing what you're doing? I said, because the larger that you get, the cooler the, the experiences. And sometimes when I say cooler experiences, they're really painful experiences. <laughs> Man, do they really shape who you get to become. Yeah. bigger business bigger problems yeah. <laughs> exactly right um so yeah i mean i just and frankly there's a couple of things that from tactical standpoint because i hear this a lot like people are like i want to eradicate time for ceos because people are like i don't have any time to do this thing well part of it is is understanding that time is not the cheat so stop using that as an excuse number two is when you you have to learn to live on a salary and then take all of the rest of your money and invest it back into people and it has to be the right people because most people go, yeah, I know, I get that, but like, I just don't have the money to do this. Well, then I then they get into a Porsche. Like that was literally happening. The guy, like, come on, like I, I mean, seriously, like I, I get even if you leased it, it's still twelve hundred dollars a month. I mean, that's halfway there. Don't tell me crazy. I, in the beginning part of my career, when I was really building, I was making these hundred thousand dollar hires. I had ten grand in my bank. I'm not even kidding. And and people were like. Cause they're like, well, I've got 30 grand. I don't think I can hire someone. I'm like, dude, that's way too much. You need to go invest that stuff in there. Like it's a, it's, if they don't work out after 30 days, if you buy a lawnmower, it doesn't work, return it. doesn't yeah. mean you're a bad person. You set the standards and the standards become the bad guy for your business, not you personal. This is never about the individual. This is about setting clear expectations of what needs to be done and how they're going to perform. And you do this. You know, it's funny. If you go to sports, if I go to Tom Brady, right? Nobody goes in the middle of the season goes, Hey, you know what, Tom? You've been working a lot lately. Why don't you go ahead and take the next four Sundays off, right? Just because I think you really need some time off. Or, you know, if, if somebody's, you know, oh, you know what? He's, I, know he's, I know he's fumbled the ball three, 37% of the time in four games in a row. We should give him another season to go on and keep doing this. No, they don't. Because in sports, even though it's a business, <laughs> they see that as different. And then when you get in the yeah. business world, they're like, everyone needs to take time. Well, maybe they do, maybe they don't. And the thing, then it's like, well, I can't believe you let that person go. Well, they weren't hitting their goals. And it's right. for them. <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah. I, I, I love it. I love it. All right. So tell me about the coaching you do. So if, if people go to adamhergenrother.com, there, there's, a, there's a coaching tab up there. Tell me about the coaching, how you do it, who you work with. I mean, obviously your energy, your passion is contagious. So just spending like 15, 20 minutes on the phone with you every couple of weeks would energize me. Tell me about your coaching and what you do and how you do it. Well, we have a bunch of different models. Um, one thing we just launched that we start tomorrow launches off, it's called Project U. It's a year-long full immersion course, and it focuses on four deep immersions. The first immersion is the physicality, which we actually get people, physical coaches, nutritionists throughout the entire year. The second one is wealth, where we actually have sign a 5% net, net worth growth factor to every single person in there. So that over the course of the year, they've grown their, their net worth at least 5%. They've paid down their debt, and every single person has bought a piece of real estate, whether they have money or not. Oh, wow. The third component is spirituality, which we actually get every single person, of course, certified in TM. So oh, wow. we come up for that whole thing. So they walk out of there. So every time it's a merging of it, like for instance, the wealth course, like for BlackRock, we, I own about 800 units. And so we, we literally, we bring in our CFO and our development people and they teach them how to buy real estate with or without money. And the last one is leadership and relationship. We bring in FBI negotiators, really talk people how to work the whole thing. That's called Project U, which it's, um, we've launched this year, but certainly for next year. We do have some one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, and then Hallie and I, my chief of staff, just wrote a book, which we're really pumped about. It's called The Founder and the Force Multiplier. And it's a strategic relationship between any founder, any CEO, any manager, and their kind of EA, their executive assistant, their chief of staff, their general assistant, whatever it is, of bringing back the, the conversation around 
what is it like to create that strategic partnership? And this is a roadmap to have fierce conversations to make sure you have the right person and you have the, and the, and the force multiplier as the right founder. And really taking it, and I think this is a simple example, we call it the zero 10 principle, where a lot of times CEOs or founders take it from zero to one, and then they don't know where to go, but the force multiplier takes it from a two to a nine, then they take it from a nine to a 10, right? And so it's just, how do you create that relationship so that you're actually working on the same projects, but yet you have different components of it? And so we're just really pumped to get that out there. That's the founder and the force multiplier. And you can go to that website and buy the, um, buy the book if you like, or the Audible version. Okay, so the founder and the force multiplier, go to that website to get the book. Go to adamhergenrother.com. And I'm going to spell that for those of you who are, who are listening. By the way, you can get the podcast on YouTube, but those of you who are listening, it's A-D-A-M-H-E-R-G-E-N-R-O-T-H-E-R.com. We're going to put the, the website link in the show notes for you. So it'll be right below where you get the podcast on the show notes, whether it's iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, whatever. The link will be in there so that you can go to adamhergenrother.com, learn all about Adam, all about what he's got going on. And I'll tell you, I spent 20 minutes with Adam just now and I'm pumped up. I'm all fired up. I, I want to go outside and run or tackle somebody or do something. Adam, it has been fantastic having this conversation with you. That'll do it for this episode of the Inside BS Show. My name is Dave Lorenzo, and we're here every day with a great new show for you. Please join us right back here again tomorrow. And until then, here's hoping you make a great living and live a great life.